Welcome in to On the Preds with me, your host, Alex Darty of A to Z Sports and Sean Smith of On the Forecheck. What's up, Sean? We are ready to talk potentially about the playoffs coming up. What do you think? I'm I'm ready to talk about potentially the playoffs coming up. We were I can't hoping. wait to potentially talk about it. Yeah, I, I was really hoping. So we rescheduled this podcast for tonight, which is Monday, uh, hoping that we could just focus on the playoffs for sure. But the Predators did not beat the Minnesota Wild, and the San Jose Sharks did not beat the Golden Knights in regulation. So right. we are now in a situation where the Predators have to get two more points. As you can see out there, magic number is two, sort of. With an asterisk there. We'll talk about that in a minute. And the Predators are uh, in that position because they had a bad weekend. I mean, it was not a good weekend for them. They lost to Tampa. They only got one point against Minnesota. But we'll talk all about that. So, um, bottom line is the playoff picture in the NHL is clear, except for every for every team except for Nashville, Dallas, and Vegas. Yeah. Two of these three teams will make it. We will discuss where each of those teams stand. The Predators had the upper hand for pretty much almost the entire year here up until the final week. Now they still have the advantage; they can still control their own destiny. Destiny, they win and they're in that kind of situation. Um, but they are really pushing it to the final three games. So. Uh, we will discuss all that and also the wild card one and wild card two possibilities. So um, that's what we got on tap for today. Sound good? Sounds good to me. I mean, there's there's not a lot else you can talk about without talking about just how this is all going to play out. So might <laughs> yeah, as well exactly. spend some time. Well, speaking of spending some time, everyone out there needs to go spend some time at the Relax the Back store in Nashville at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Green Hills. Here is why. Because... If you would like to work better, live better, feel better every day, you've got to go to Relax the Back. They will have a lot of options for you. And one thing they wanted us to talk about specifically was their options for recovery. And we're talking about massage chairs. We're talking mm. about recliners, things that you just sit in and recover, either from a sports perspective, like you just played a really intense game of ping pong or basketball or swimming, and uh, now you want to relax and recover. Well, they've got plenty of chairs they've got the the perfect chair which is just a regular old uh recliner except it goes in that zero gravity position which you've talked about many times sean mm, 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 mm. the chi xe which is a super duper massage chair that reads your body and understands all the different parts of your body and can can mold itself to you and it feels incredible it's, it's such a great uh great device there's also the whole body 7.1 massage chair and the certus massage chair both by human touch uh, you got to go check these things out. You've got to go to the store. A sleep agent is also there, but basically that sleep agent can help you with sleep, but also with just recovery or a recovery agent, if you will. Um, they will help you figure out how to recover from your pain issues. Go to 2020 Glen Echo Road in Green Hills. Learn about the four pillars of wellness, healthy sleep, healthy work, healthy body, and healthy mind. Okay. We had a very weird week for the Predators because um, – the you know they had some they had some great moments. I mean, they beat Calgary last Tuesday. We'll talk about that in a second. And then they go to Tampa and have a terrible game. And then they have the really wild game against Minnesota. Let's talk about this Calgary game. Or go ahead, what? A really wild game against Minnesota. You rascal! I really hate that pun. I, I'm, I'm really mad at myself that I said that. <laughs> you absolute you knucklehead! Listen to you. Really. Uh, well. Speaking of flames, the Calgary Flames, whatever. 
the Preds played a really, really fantastic defensive game against a very good offensive opponent. Listen to this. Calgary had a season-low 21 shots on goal against Nashville last Tuesday. Keep that in mind for something we're going to talk about later. But it's, it was mostly due to the Preds just their defense forcing them out of the middle of the ice. Philip Forsberg had a blistering power play goal from the left circle that put Nashville up one nothing. Matt Duchesne's 40th goal of the year put them up 2-0. Um, the Duchesne's 40th was a bit of a lucky bounce, but it was, uh, you know, for all the unlucky bounces he had the last year, it, it's fitting, right? I mean, the dude just could not buy a goal in a lot of situations no. last year. Now he's getting them falling in off a defenseman's legs. Yeah. Calgary would tie the game off two goals from Andrew Mangiapane, which I think translates to eats a lot of bread or something like that. And then Mikhail Granlin's shootout goal finished it off for the Preds. Three to two shootout win. They get two huge points ahead of Dallas. Uh, were you watching this game, Calgary? Calgary? I was I was at that game. Oh, I covered that game. And I think I was I was a man alone up there um, over in the uh, the second media section. I was sitting next mm-hmm. to uh, a guy from Calgary who was a very nice gentleman. Oh, okay. For one of the for one of the newspapers up there, but the entire row abandoned me like the beginning of the third period. So I was by myself, and I was like, "This this is interesting." So it was kind of interesting to me because we I ran into this really big problem um, as the game got closer and closer and I realized this is probably going to go into uh, probably going to go into overtime. I realized I had to go to the bathroom like really bad. I've been there. Like I was like, Oh no. And I'm starting to weigh my options. Like, okay, there's nobody in this row. Can I make something happen? But then I was like, probably a bad idea. Um, (laughs) But I made it through, I made it through overtime and immediately bolted like as as fast as possible sprinted to the to the family restroom it was the first one i could get to and someone almost beat me to it but i snuck in and laughed in their face ha i said wow as i as i as i locked the door and i came back out and i said i'm so sorry and the guy was like it's okay i just gotta go and i ran back and i didn't even go to my seat i just grabbed my stuff and i just kind of stood in that little area um and uh, with everything, everything, my mask on, my recorder, my bag, I was ready to rock. And the guy comes back out as soon as the first penalty shots get ready to go. And I was like, you made it. He was like, I made it. I was like, awesome. And I would have given him a high five, but I don't think he washed his hands. So um, <laughs> I didn't. And then I just stood there while they did the shootouts. And uh, like the second, of course, you know, Granlin scores his. And of course, Soros just has to stop one more. As soon as he makes that stop, like I was the first one on the uh, on the service elevator, it was pretty impressive. I'm usually the last one, so I was happy about that. Yeah, I, I've been in that situation before where, like, I, so I could bad. not time it right. It's really, no. like, really frustrating. It's the worst. But, look, I think the defensive effort um, by you to get to yeah. that bathroom was similar to the Predators' defensive <laughs> effort that night. Um, 100%. Really boxing out anyone else from getting into the the crucial area, which is the toilet. Yeah. Um, but no, really, the the Predators played a great game against Calgary. I think the Calgary's offense is is very very good. So again, we will touch on that in in a little bit. Let's go ahead and jump to the Tampa game. Not much Ooh. to talk about here. Within the first two minutes of the game, the Predators committed a turnover, put the Tampa Bay Lightning on the power play, gave up a power play goal. And that was pretty much it. Like it was just, it was just really, 
Tampa just doing whatever they wanted, kind of a cakewalk win for them. Kucherov and Stamkos had three points each. They were feeding off of each other all night. Insane depth and talent from that Tampa team. Preds had no chance to win this game. Tampa is elite, and the Nashville Predators are not. We know that. Um, Doesn't mean they're not good. Doesn't mean they can't win, but they're not elite. That's for sure. So they're going to need a lot of things to go their way if they're going to do anything in the to get to the playoffs and also to go to the or to succeed in the playoffs. Um, so let's let's skip that one and go straight to the uh, the Minnesota game. So the Sunday, uh, well, let's back up a second because in this in that Tampa game, UC Soros started the game. Mm, he gets pulled. He gets pulled, and David Riddick goes in. Um, and Riddick wasn't much better than Soros, really. Um, and then on Minnesota comes, and uh, Riddick starts against Minnesota, which I think was an interesting decision. So if they were going to start, e- either they knew that they were just going to start Soros and then Riddick on Sunday, they just knew that going into it, and that's how it was going to go, which if I, I mean, it seems like they should have switched that, like concede the two points in Tampa and put your best goalie in the, in the house against Minnesota to, to get those two points. That seems to be mm. the better option. But um, anyways, they didn't do that. So the, uh, Minnesota, you know, this game had everything. Philip Forsberg gets goal number 40. Kevin Fiala comes back, has a goal and assist. He played very well. Roman Yossi gets to 91 points. David Riddick got an unsportsmanlike conduct. After a really inexplicable goal call on the goalie interference, did you see that? Yeah, that was I like I, I kind of understand why they they said that there wasn't that it was that it was Nashville's fault. You know what I like I could kind of see their their reasoning because I think Cun and Stick, like even after guys are already fallen down, appears to lift that leg up which then sends the leg in riddick's pad but that's not what happened as far as i can tell i I can see where they would see that but i feel like i'm not i don't want to sit here and just be like no man if they they just hadn't called that and it come out the right way man if they'd overturned it man then it would be fine and the preds would win but i mean realistically yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't make a ton of difference in the game, especially no. because then the Predators no. scored twice really quickly yeah. to go up three yeah. two. Um, but it was a bad call. I mean, like, there's no yeah. way that, that, that that's definitely goaltender interference. Um, mm-hmm. The skater who I can't even remember who it was now uh, lost his balance um, and just no. landed no. right into Riddick and stayed there in the ice, and then they scored a goal off that. So, um, yeah. to me, that's goal interference. But um, then Minnesota, so the Predators had a 3-2 lead in the second, and then Minnesota scores twice really quick to make it 4-3. Kevin Fiala was one of those goals. Um, then Dante Fabro gets a very late goal to tie – well, not very late, but a late goal in third period to tie it in regulation. Predators had some chance chances in overtime, but it wasn't until there was like less than two seconds left in the overtime period that Dmitry Kulikov had a very quick break breakaway chance from the blue line and buried it. So. Yeah. Um, that did it. That that ended the night for for Nashville. And um, if that goes the other way, if it goes to shootout and they win or they win in overtime, um, the Predators still would not have been able to clinch because of how the the Sharks Vegas game ended. But they would yeah. have been in a much different situation now, where it only needed one point anyway possible. So, anyways, um, 
Uh, yeah, so the Predators are now in a position where they have two points to get. Um, oh, did you did you want to say anything about the Minnesota game? Sorry. No, I mean, you know, I think I think it's just you can get upset about the bad call. Like, I think you can you can say, you know, that one realistically should have come back. And I don't think anybody would really have too much of a problem with it. But, you know, you're right. I mean, that wasn't the difference in that game, even though it did come down to a tie. The difference was going up, getting a lead, and then allowing it to get squandered away. And that's that's kind of the problem I think we keep seeing the team run into is that when it, it kind of surrenders a little bit of their, I don't know, like not, I don't want to say their aggressiveness, but when they kind of surrender a little bit of that, like we're not quitting, we're not giving up, we're going to push as hard as we can this entire game because they've got a one point lead. That one point lead goes away very quickly. Um, and especially when you start committing penalties for, I don't know, they didn't look like great penalties, but you know, when you start having penalties pop up and you're playing against a team that can take advantage of those power play opportunities, um, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. So <sighs> disappointing, yes, but I don't think that if that goal call gets called back that anything changes. I think they still probably end up yeah. squandering that lead, unfortunately. One other thing to consider is that Minnesota rested some guys. <laughs> Uh, Zuccarello didn't play. Jordan Greenway didn't play. I think one of the defensemen didn't play. So when you consider the fact that Minnesota was kind of uh, not not a full squad and they still lost, right. not great. But and and considering that that Nashville was trying to play for a win, the whole I mean they were really gunning for a win. They just couldn't make it happen. Um, but uh, that you know that that brings us to the 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 current playoff picture which we're going to talk about right after we talk about HelloFresh. Oh. So one of the cool things about HelloFresh is something that my family and I took uh, took advantage of, and that is if you're going to be off for a week, if you're going to be gone for a week or you don't need the meals for like that week and you don't want to spend the money and not use them, you can just go into the app, the HelloFresh app, clicky, click, click, and you're, you, you can put a pause for that week and you're not charged, and then you can – unpause the previous the next week and and get your meals back it's just hmm. one of the things that makes HelloFresh the america's number one meal kit it's all about convenience not only do the ingredients come pre-proportioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food it's easier than ever to get fitting meals on the table in a snap with options like family friendly options quick and easy recipes we've had tons of those recently we've been doing a lot of quick dinners you know just getting stuff on the table lots of great options for that 50 different weekly options like i said they've got the HelloFresh app you can change your delivery date, update your preferences. You got to give it a try. HelloFresh.com slash Pred16 and use the code Pred16 to get up to 16 free meals. And you will even get some free gifts. Um, we didn't get a box this week, so I don't know what my free gifts would have been. But um, mm. I bet they would have been, been good. Something good in there. Some tasty treat. Hey, probably um, free too. Definitely free. Definitely free. Oh. So do it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Pred16, 16 free meals and three gifts. Go for that now. All right. Let's talk about the playoff picture. Okay. Okay. So here's how it breaks down. It's very easy. The Predators can clinch the playoffs Tuesday if they win in regulation over the Calgary Flames. Just okay. any win in regulation. Not any win, but win in regulation. Or okay. – 
if Vegas loses in regulation to Dallas. So Vegas Ooh. happens to play Dallas tomorrow night. Their game okay. starts at 7.30. The Predators game starts at 7. Okay. That's the situation. That's where we're at. Two points via a regulation win gets it mm. done. Okay. If the Predators were to just get to shoot, get to a shootout win mm-hmm. or a, a overtime or shootout win, they still get the two points. That's good. But if Vegas wins in regulation, they still have not clinched. So they need to make sure Vegas loses in regulation or doesn't get the full two points or whatever. So um, it's kind of like their magic number is two, sort of. Like they have to get mm. two a certain way. That's um, what makes it magic. I think what makes it magic is that um, no one really understands it, but somehow it works. Um, okay. That works too. Okay. So we did this poll earlier tonight. Well, okay. I guess we got to kind of break down the second part in order to really. Yeah. I think, I think we need to break down the second part. Yeah. So the Predators, not only are they trying to clinch the playoffs, but they're trying to get the wild card one position. So the wild card one position would mean they would play Calgary in the first round. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the wild card two position would mean they play Colorado. We'll talk about the differences there, but let's just go ahead and assume they want to do the wild card one. If, in order to do that, they need to get five points. Any combination of five points, either gained by the Predators or lost by Dallas, would clinch the okay. wild card one. So there's okay. a lot of scenarios to think about. If the Predators beat the Flames in regulation and okay. Dallas loses in regulation, that's four points gained on the wild card one. That means the Nashville Predators only need to get one point the rest of the week in order to clinch the wild card one. So, hmm. on the other hand, if the Predators do not beat the Calgary Flames in regulation or they just lose outright, the Golden Knights need to lose in order for the Nashville Predators to clinch. So, it makes for a tricky watching if you're a Nashville Predators fan because you want you know obviously you want the team in the playoffs first but you also want them to play Calgary and not Colorado yeah so right what do you think what do you think about all this um Alex you know I personally and this is this is just this is just me saying this but I really enjoyed the game against the Flames um Maybe, maybe because of the outcome, uh, and it seemed like a fun game. I think both teams had a really good time, and I think that might make for a really good series. Um, personally, I think Calgary is a lot more beatable than Colorado, uh, and I don't know if that's true or not. Honestly, I mean the the looks that I think the Predators have had at Colorado this season have been kind of weird. Um, I recall some incident with a helmet earlier in the season. Um, I recall a game where there were like only 12 players on the ice for Colorado. Um, So, I mean, it's not, it it hasn't been like the most straightforward look at the avalanche, but I've, I've gone, you know, and you were talking about numbers and scenarios and I went and I just checked in on the avalanche. And did you know that they have 300 points in the standings? Yeah, they're, they're really good. I mean, they're, they're there's no really doubt. good. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain without just sounding like just I'm going on some kind of crazy hyperbolic spree here. But they are ridiculous. Um, they're really and, good. 
And and I think it's interesting the way that this is all played out because the, yeah, the Colorado games, there's the Predators have played Colorado three times. They'll play them again yeah. this week. Yeah. The 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 two wins. So like the the first time they played was the crazy weird. Um, I'm sorry, not the yeah. first time. The second time they played. The first time they played was the helmet removal at home, ripping someone's helmet off. I remember that. And the, and the Predators lost that game, six to two. Um. That was in Colorado. The second time they played was the COVID situation where everyone had COVID. We Colorado didn't even know if they were going to have enough players, and the Predators won five to two. I think just probably you probably can consider that not really the Colorado Avalanche because it was like not their full team, and even the Predators were dealing with some stuff there. So, yeah. and then the most recent game was January, and I am just blanking on this particular play, but that was a, it was an overtime win. Matthew Shane scored. I'm trying to remember. What even happened there? I, it was a home game. I guess I was there for that. It's it's been a wait. Is this the is it the one where they had they were missing like a bunch of players? No, no, that's the one we just talked about. That that's that was the one in, in December. This was January. This was January eleventh. I can't remember, but anyways, they the the point is they have not really had. They've had basically one. They basically had two games against the full Colorado Avalanche. They lost 6-2. They beat them 5-4. So they've split those kind of essentially. Of the Calgary Flames games, they've beat them twice. However, both games have been in overtime and shootout. So they've, they haven't they have beaten the Flames in regulation yet. We'll see what happens tomorrow. They probably need to do that in order to clinch. Yeah, I would say that they, they need to play the Calgary Flames because of how everyone – I mean, Colorado just got so many weapons. I mean, they have, they have speed everywhere. They've got skill everywhere. They've got a great defense. They've got a good goaltender. Uh, Calgary has all those things too. I just, I, it's just something about Calgary seems a little bit more beatable. And I, maybe it's that people don't believe in players like a, a Mangiapane and they don't believe that their defense is as good as Colorado's, which it probably isn't. But they can score goals, man. They can score a ton of goals. I think Nashville is going to be, it's going to be tough for them to win well, anyway. I mean, it's it's either going to be, oh man, it could be a trial by fire. No, yeah, the Flames. That's just another bad oh. joke. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a trial by fire, a trial by ice. Get it, Avalanche? I hate myself. So look, um, here's the thing: dad jokes, right? Um, no, I, I think I think the thing that seems that seems beatable to me about Calgary. And I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm aware that I want to put this out there into the universe, and it's probably going to have all kinds of negative karmic retribution to go along with it. But I don't know that they are as they have as much depth as Colorado. And and I say that clearly, not so much like saying, well, you know, I think the Predators are a really deep team. I'm saying that if I'm comparing Colorado to Calgary, I don't think Calgary has the depth that Colorado has. I want to be clear that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and so my, my hope would be, you know, if we look back over a long season of identity talk from John Hines and, uh, the whole, what I would like to call the, the high note principle of what he believes, you know, the solid game plan is, is that if your idea is that over the course of any game against any team, if you're doing all the right things that toward the end of the game, things start to open up would be that through a series against any team toward the end of the series, things would start to break your way. 
um, and that that team would get worn down. And I think that if you're going to want to wear down a team over the course of a seven-game series to have the most the biggest chance to win, that Colorado – or not Colorado, Calgary, they both start with C. It's very confusing. Calgary, Cal- would, give Calgary would be the team that, that you do that against, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I would say – ideal situation is to is to play against calgary so the the flames are, are pretty top heavy and, and i think the predators are too by the way i mean the, oh well the, yeah i can't about that i mean the, their, their balance and scoring is not great um but the, i mean the the top lines that they have that they're running the, the top top two lines are pretty incredible i don't know if i trust if i would be as worried about their defense doing a lot like I would with Colorado. That's another right. thing to consider. Their blue line is very active. Kale McCarr, Devin Taves. They, they've got they've got a great one-two punch there. Yeah. Um, I think the Calgary situation is that I think they've also proven that they can shut down that team offensively a little bit to like kind of keep them off the board in terms of shots on goal and, and whatnot. Um, so I, let's go back to uh, the poll here for a second. Um, I put out a poll on Twitter before we started recording, basically asking who would you be rooting for on Tuesday, Vegas or Dallas? And, um, I think people maybe initially didn't realize why I was asking it, but I I think they've slowly figured it out, but here's the poll results. So again, if Vegas loses, they're in the, they're in the playoffs, the net predators are, if the Vegas loses in regulation, uh, if Dallas loses, they have a chance of the wild card one. 64% of poll, of those polled, that's 126 votes, 64%, an overwhelming majority, say that they would, they're going to be rooting for Vegas to beat Dallas. So that means that I think a lot of Preds fans are pretty confident that Nashville is going to get the job done either against Calgary or against another team this week. And they want to shoot for that wild card one. They want to shoot for the wild card one, which means they need Dallas to start losing. So right. I thought that was interesting. I think that's how I feel. Yeah. I, I, if I was if I was or, or had rooting interest here, I would probably go for Vegas to lose as well. I'm Vegas to win. Sorry. Yeah. But I mean, Vegas winning doesn't necessarily. I mean, they still have a pretty steep mountain to climb to get into the playoffs themselves, don't they? Yeah, but they're, I mean, they're, they're going to be trying to win. I mean, like, there's yeah. no doubt that they're going to be trying to win. And, and any losses that Dallas can incur in terms of points helps Nashville. So um, I don't think they'd be worried. I, I don't think that the Nashville needs to be worried that Vegas is going to catch them. I think they're going to clinch this week. They've got three games. Um, you know, they've got obviously Calgary tomorrow. They've got Colorado Thursday. Colorado's probably going to be pretty rested. I'm sorry, not rested, but um, they're going to be resting guys. They're going to be. Yeah. They're, they're not going to be starting all their all their main guys because they're, they're preparing for the playoffs. They have nothing to play for. And they've got Friday night, they've got Arizona. I mean, Arizona's always, for some reason, that plays well against Nashville, but I, I would like to think that Nashville could go in there and get some points. Um, so I think, I think that's where Preds fans are at right now, is they know that Nashville's probably going to get in the playoffs on their own accord. They're going to either beat Calgary outright tomorrow, or they're going to get another two points somehow. So they are really trying to they, – they want to see Vegas go in there and beat Dallas to prevent Dallas from sneaking up into the, the wild card one. So Yeah. That's what it looks Makes like. Makes sense. I think that's okay. Yeah. I don't, it's weird. It's weird going like from 
wanting Vegas to lose, lose, lose. Now you're hoping that they go in and beat Dallas. Yeah, I don't, I don't like cheering for Vegas under any set of circumstances, but I guess in this really specific scenario, I can get behind it. Yeah. Um, my pride. And remember that the way the playoffs work is they would play Calgary in the first round. If, if Nashville clinched and they clinched the wildcard one, they would play Calgary and they would stay in the West Coast. So they would play Calgary. And if they were to beat Calgary, they would play the winner of probably at this point, Los Angeles Edmonton. So they would stay in the West Coast. So if you remember, if you're been a, if you've been following the team for a long time, um, those se- there were there were several playoff runs the Predators have gone on where they've been in that West Coast bracket. It makes for a very tired fan base, <laughs> staying up till all kinds of hours of the night yeah. watching them play Anaheim and Vancouver and. Arizona and plenty of West Coast teams. They've been San Jose. They've been involved with all, all these years. We've never played Calgary. For, that's, that that could be fun. Um, but man, it's going to be uh, if that is what happens. Get ready for some long nights. Yeah, I, and you know it's going overtime every time. It's going to go like double overtime, and you know yeah. it's going to start late. So I mean, you're going to be up to like two, three in the morning sometimes. Yeah, potentially. I mean, could be worse. You could just be. Uh not in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you'd rather be in the playoffs. That's it's fun. And then the home games will be different, although the home games will probably start later too. They'll probably 8:30 starts. Yeah. Which I like actually. I know that's un, that's unpopular. I like the 8:30 local start. It gives people so much time to get downtown. The 7 o'clock start, there's a lot of empty seats at 7 o'clock. 7:30 everyone's there, but the 7 o'clock for a playoff game you really want an 8 o'clock start is yeah. pretty good. 830 is even better, I think. But I know that's an unpopular opinion. Uh, no, I, I think I think there's definitely something to be said about starting a game with a full arena. Um, I mean, number one, it just feels better when you're in there, I think. I think it makes the yeah. players feel like they got the city behind them. But at the same time, you know, if you – gosh, if you start a playoff game and you've got empty seats and it's on TV, even if you know the people are coming or they're on the concourse or whatever – all seven of the Ducks fans are going to say something ugly about not having fans. And... <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I think I'm – I don't know that uh, – I don't know that the, the, the 7 o'clock – so if, if it was a 7 o'clock start for a playoff game, or for any game really, um, I don't know that the fan the fans – I don't know that the arena would be so empty that it would look like, wow, where are all the fans? I think it's just not – it's not at the capacity we're used to. It's like 13,000 versus the 17,200 or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So it's like, whereas the Anaheim stuff you're talking about or the Arizona games or whatever, all these games where we talk about how, where are all the fans? It's like less, it's like 5,000 people in that arena. And it's like, maybe, yeah. And, and then by the end of the game, it's like 7,000. So it's like, there, there's a much bigger issue there. I mean, I'm making those numbers up out of, I'm, I'm making those up, but it's, it's probably it's not. Um. So, I it I, I I'm a fan of the West Coast games. I just I generally stay up later, but yeah. you've got to plan your sleep schedule, people. Like you've got to figure that out. And 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 by the way, even if even at the first round, even if they play Colorado in the first round, those are going to be nine o'clock starts. Yeah, eight, at least eight thirty. Yeah. So maybe start more? planning planning some afternoon naps. Yes, definitely. I already do that. I'm pretty. I'm a serial napper now. I work from home, so I can just take naps. 
How's how's bragging camp going, Alex? <laughs> it's really good. I'm very good at it. I can tell. Yeah, that's I got good. a medal. Glad. Awesome. Really cool. <laughs> you can take a nap too. Ugh, those car. kids would notice. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Again. So I, that pretty much wraps up. That's all I really wanted to talk about today is just getting getting ready to uh, see how this works out. Magic numbers two, sort of. Predators just need to take care of business tomorrow night against Calgary, and then that would wrap it up. Are you going to be there tomorrow? Um, I we but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, Alex, and I don't know if you've if you've remembered this or not, but I want you to think about it. There's a very special guest that's going to be at the arena for the Calgary game. Do you know who it is? Uh, is this a wrestler or something? Why, why would it be a wrestler? I don't know. It seems to be, that seems to be a, a thing that you would be, be attuned to. I don't know. Who is it? What is it? I think, I think this is going to be a little bit more meaningful for you, Alex. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. There's a, the, the, Yes. Okay. The World Series, the World Series trophy is going to be in in Nashville. In Nashville the yeah. World Series trophy won by okay. which team? The Atlanta Braves. So wait, who who from the Atlanta Braves is going to be there though? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I'm there to see the trophy. They play, they play tomorrow night. So I don't know. It's just it's going to be there. Okay. My my wife, a lifelong Braves fan, wants to be there. Wants to see it. So we've made sure that we're all going. That we can pay our respects to the trophy. Yeah. Um, take photographs with it. Um, as you know, as you know, we've we've got pictures with the Stanley Cup from uh, when it was here before, um, and now we'll have pictures of the World Series trophy. So uh, we're getting getting all the major awards in our family pictures. So um, okay, going to be that's a pretty cool. exciting day. There'll yeah, also awesome. be a hockey game going on that we have a vested interest in. So. You know, that'll be good, too. But I want to make sure that, you know, we're there for the hockey, but we're also there for the World Series trophy. So, um, yeah, we'll be there. Um, uh, I'm not I'm not working the game. I'll just be in the States. Okay. So I just I, I, when you said someone's going to be at the game. Very special lady. I thought <laughs> I, I, I my mind went and immediately to wrestler because that's Andre the Giant. He's come thing. back from the dead. Huh? It's Andre the Giant. He's come back from the dead. He's going to be there. Well, yeah, it's or like you know, Jack Hammer the the Black Hammer. I don't know, like some what tra- <laughs> the the law. You know, some guy the, comes out and he's like, "I'm are you the talking law. about are you, are you talking about the Big Boss Man or Greg the Hammer Valentine? I'm not really sure. Yeah, Greg Greg the Valentine Man. No. Oh, come all on. these wrestlers, all these wrestler names are just. I mean, I, I, look, I, it's wrestling. I just don't like it. I don't want to watch it. We talked about this, but all the names ring, run together. And so I thought, I assumed you were going to be like, oh, it's yes, this dude, the ultimate hammer. And he's going to be the ultimate there. hammer. The ultimate hammer is going to be Everybody there. Everybody loves the ultimate hammer. Everybody tunes into Tuesday doing. night madness to watch the ultimate hammer take he's on. Gonna be, he's going to come out and give his little, uh, his little, um, catchphrase where he comes out and says who wants the hammer <laughs> you know really this isn't a bad idea for a gimmick I'm just going to tell you who wants the hammer and everyone's going to go he does or whatever whatever the call and response is for the ultimate hammer <laughs> this could work this could work I think we yeah. should I think we might want to make some phone calls 
I don't know. I look, wrestling is fine. I, other people can like things, enjoy this, enjoy the things they enjoy. Totally fine. Don't have any problem with it. I just, I'm never gonna get into it. I, I apologize ahead of time. To all my Who wants the hammer? <laughs> Except for the ultimate hammer. Long now we know. Now we hammer. know who wants the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You can check out all of our hockey coverage at agencysports.com. Please also go to onthefortech.com as well. Check out Sean Smith and everyone there. Follow me on Twitter, Alex31. Follow Sean on Twitter at SCSOTF, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody.